Hi, uh, my name is Rachel Lomar and this is a video for the CSS white batch. So CSS stands for cascading style sheets and uh, cascading means that the document is, is parsed from top to bottom, so the order uh, that uh, the styles are written in matters. Um, <clears throat> in terms of inheritance, uh, child elements can inherit styles from, from parent elements um, for example, font size or background color, um, and if a parent, if multiple parents have styles already set in place, then the child will inherit from their closest uh, parent. CSS specificity uh, refers to the act of how CSS resolves conflicts uh, when multiple rules uh, are targeting the same element. So different selectors have different levels of specificity. And the most specific selector is an ID, which refers to just one specific um, HTML element. Then you have classes, which can refer to multiple HTML elements, um, also pseudo classes and uh, attribute selectors. These are all on the same level of specificity. Um, attribute selector refers to a element type that that element types that have the same attribute. For example, inputs that all have the type of text. Um, then you have uh, element selectors, so just a general div or um, li element, something like this, as well as pseudo elements. Um, and different combinators. So if you use multiple element selectors to select a descendant or direct descendant or adjacent sibling, things like this, these are less specific than class and ID selectors. And then you also, the least specific selector we have is the universal selector, which selects all elements in, in the document. Um, in general, for bigger projects, it's best to use classes. Um, IDs are too specific and can cause problems uh, in the code. Um, so it's best to use classes, for example, in this situation. Um, <clears throat> there are different types of units that you can use for, for sizing, for example, font sizing or padding and margins. Uh, you can use pixels, which are fixed uh, absolute um, units. So it's a fixed number, for example, 14 pixels. Uh, but there are also relative units uh, that are the sizing is relative to something else, a parent element usually, um, or the HTML root element. So for EM, uh, the units are relative to the parent uh, element sizing. So for example, if a div has a font size of 14 pixels and the child element has a font size of 1 EM, then their font size would also be 14 pixels. If they had a font size of 2EM, then it would refer to 28 pixels. So two times the parent element. Uh, you also have rem units, which refer to the HTML root, uh, so the root elements uh, sizing. So if the HTML element is set with a font size of 14 pixels, and this div is set to an element of or a font size of 20 pixels. The child of the div, if they have a font size of one rem, it will refer to the HTML font size of 14 pixels and not to the parent uh, element's font size. Uh, you also have percentages, uh, which refer usually also to the parent element size, but sometimes actually to the element 
itself. Um, CSS box model uh, refers to the fact that all HTML elements are viewed as a box by CSS. Uh, whether they are inline or block elements, they are all seen as a box by CSS. Um, speaking of block versus inline elements, different HTML elements have different default um, layouts or different uh, default displays. So for example, divs and paragraph elements are by default block line, uh, block elements, uh, whereas anchors or spans are inline elements. Uh, a block element means that the element takes up the full available width given by its container or parent element, um, whereas inline elements only take up the space that they need. So uh, inline elements can be placed side by side on the same line, um, whereas block elements would take up the full available space given to them. These defaults can be changed by CSS. You could make a um, span element a block element, or you could make a div, a inline or inline block level element, um, but the defaults are set already. You also have the topic of vertical margin collapse. So this refers to the fact that when two elements uh, adjacent to each other both have a margin, for example, um, that overlaps then only the bigger one will be taken and rendered. So for example, if you have two divs and they both have a uh, margin of 20 pixels, uh, so the bottom of the first div 20 pixels overlaps with the top of the second div 20 pixels, you will only have a space of 20 pixels between them, not the compounded 40 pixels. Um, yeah. Then we have... Um, yeah, the difference. So the benefits of using uh, pre and post processors. So preprocessors are things like OS and SAS. Post processors, um, we post CSS, for example. Um, Netcentric seems to use uh, primarily SAS and post CSS. And so these are uh, used to extend CSS, um, the capabilities, the functionalities of CSS. You can use um, there's more features involved in it. You can use, for example, mix-ins or helper functions, uh, nested rules, variables, things like this. And overall, uh, they make the code much uh, cleaner, easier to maintain, um, and also allow for more reusable code where you can reuse a variable or a uh, mix-in multiple times um, within the same SAS document and then you uh, have yeah cleaner code uh, these are not however rendered by the browser so um, they have to be compiled back into css uh, eventually but um, as mentioned before netcentric is not um, writing css directly they're using pre and post processors uh, that are then compiled into css uh, last point would be about validating CSS against the W3C standards. So you can do this with an online validator, for example, where you input the CSS code and it will check it against the standards uh, to determine whether there are any errors um, and to make sure that the code is in fact valid CSS. Thank you.